You're listening to Her Voice Matters with your host, Jordan Murphy. This podcast is a safe space for women who have faced traumatic experiences in their lives. And with each episode, we will focus on creating a brighter future that will empower women to heal, grow, and thrive after trauma. So embrace your unique voice, reclaim your power, and step into your full potential. And now, here's Jordan. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Today, I have the beautiful Tina Overfelt here with us on the show. She's here today to talk with us about what it's like to currently be going through a separation, which I know that this is not something that's very easy to talk about at all, but I'm super, super pumped for this because I know that there's a lot of women out there going through the same exact thing. And that is the whole reason why I started this podcast, because I want you to know that you're not alone. You are seen and you do deserve to be heard. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Tina. What's up? I love that introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely welcome. Um, I need to work on that for my own post- podcast. Okay, <laughs> so, well, hello. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Jordan. Thank podcast. you so much for being here. I, I just, I just think you are badass. Oh well, thank you, know? you so much. And I really connected with you because you came from banking. Oh, okay. That just goes to show right there that stories are relatable. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, for real. So, so, um, where do I start? So I married my, this guy that I feel like, and we used to always say, he's my dream guy, you know? Right. Um, we had, it was one of those things where instant connection, um, I met him when I worked at the bank, but we didn't, we were both in relationships and all of that. And so. It didn't happen for years and years and years after that. Um, but anyway, we get married. He has three kids. I have two. And did the whole blending family thing. He, we just, I was just true. Well, and I still am. I love this man. And we have kind of had a roller coaster of um, business venture stuff go on um we my husband's in the dealership space and i left the banking industry after 20 years to kind of have more freedom because he had the freedom and it allowed me to spend more time to be home for my kid because he was Mm -hmm. 20 or no i'm sorry he's in middle school with adhd and i caught him with at home with a girl um (laughs) while i was at work at the bank oh my (laughs) <laughs> not have this okay i already had a daughter that got pregnant when she was uh six, 17 and i i already know what can happen so right I, we knew michael said you need to you know leave so anyway late i leave and um i start this whole entrepreneurship and i was really unsure about what i could create and he kind of helped me with starting a transportation company so after eight years i actually have Close that I still transport cars, but wow, that's I, super cool. I merged it with um, this other lady that does it, and so we kind of partnered up. Very nice. I love that. It helps cut the overhead, so that you can actually make some money. So yeah. I, just, 
Well, I do that because I already have those customers and I want to be able to help them. But anyway, let me ask you a question really quick. Like, can you just transfer vehicles from like all over the the United States? Is that what you do? Yes. Yeah. So wow. Ships or people that, um, that are relocating college students, all of that. Wow. My niche was car dealers because I already had relationship with car dealers from when Mm -hmm. I made, I did auto loans. And so I focused on that niche. And then um, I think my husband kind of got, I, I, looking back, I think he got frustrated because Mm -hmm. me over years, because I just, I was very, I didn't push myself like I did in the bank. It was really weird. It was a new space. I was kind of like holding myself back. It was almost like self-doubt. I don't know why. Hmm. Or it was all the responsibilities when you're home. It's different when you work from home. Right. You really have to have a, be super organized. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then to try and get these dealers to like move their services, you know, to try and get them to not use the current carrier they're using you just really have it it's something that takes a lot of time and over time i started getting more business so that was great yeah so anyway i'm my husband gets we move up to wyoming this is where it gets really interesting we moved to wyoming for an opportunity first i was taking on the opportunity to be a indoor uh, to be the finance manager fight you know the one that all the sales people bring their deals to yeah and that wasn't working out the way that business that um small dealership in a rural area the way they operated i wasn't going to make any money so i was i told my i'm like they won't change i can't get them to do it the way it's supposed to be done like in the cities right but he said it just doesn't make sense i don't know why they wouldn't well he was kind of frustrated but then he ended up getting the gm job oh my goodness he gets the gm job we go up he we both go up to what you know he comes with gets off the road he was trans he was shipping cars in a he was a, a driver Love story. But anyway, so I'm going to move forward and get you to where we became separated. Sure. That part. Now we're in, we went to Oklahoma. We Now we're in Virginia. Okay. Okay. And slowly, uh, I was supposed to start helping him in his dealership when I got here because I had helped him in other dealerships. Mm-hmm. And I thought that my role would be helping him with social media because those stores were not doing any of it. And I love it. Yeah. I'd highlight the staff. I would share what's going on, what events we're doing, all this stuff. And um, he just doesn't really like to be on. He doesn't like all of this mm-hmm. because I don't want to be famous. I go, it's not about me trying to be famous. Right. It's, not, it's about building a brand so people know who you are. So Absolutely. They buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And so mm-hmm. he still was not bought, but I was pushy, pushing, pushing, pushing. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that over time he started to resent me because he wanted me to have my own thing and I was pushing my way in there. Gotcha. Well, I don't know. I mean, it could be other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. My husband's not a great communicator. That's one of his worst. Shocking. <laughs> I don't know. And when he does say nice things, he says I'm nice. And he says, I feel like I have to be a dick for you to really get it through your head. What the heck? I was like, uh, that's sad. Yeah. Um, 
So I don't know. It could be other things. Maybe he fell out of, I don't know why he started feeling different. He still hasn't told me what was the catalyst, you know? So I'm making assumptions in, in what words he said to me or comments or statements and, you know, all of that. Well, I, um, and he's dealing with his own baggage. He's 50. He just turned 50. I'm yeah. 51. I feel like he's dealing with his own baggage from childhood stuff that he wants to just like hold down. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does affect his, his work. It affects how he shows up and he gets triggered and all of the things. So how this separation even started, I fought it and fought it, but his daughter came out to spend some time with us and slowly I was doing 75 hard because since I felt like, okay, I can't control this situation. I'm going to focus on bettering myself. I love that. I had gained like 25, 30 pounds and I was going to just focus on me. That's all I could do. Mm -hmm. And that was going great. But then, you know, when his daughter would come in town like they wanted to go out to eat a lot and I still needed to read a book I still needed to do my second workout there were things I and I was being I was going to finish this I was like this you know of course yeah little vision and don't don't sidetrack me I I have to do this or I shit I'm like and that's why you're on the podcast right now (laughs) yeah absolutely I, I did that and I felt amazing I I added extensions like I my win my like you know how you can um you want to reward yourself when you do something great so I rewarded myself with hair that's awesome it was really short like it was up to here oh wow this whole thing has been so fun but one day he looked at me we were in an event and he we were in bed and he just looked at me and he says who are you and I go, I'm still the same person because I had all the hair and it was even more full. Like right now it's starting to come out. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's been a while, but I need to get it redone. So <laughs> he, he just did not. Um, I don't know what he really thought of me, honestly. I mean, he'd say you're beautiful on rare occasions, but I just felt him slipping away and I couldn't do anything about it. I got on um, an antidepressant. I mean, it was really affecting me. I would, and that's not really what triggered me to get on the antidepressant. It was when my son left to go back to Utah and he was 19 years old, I think, or 18. He was going to finish his high school there and I became an empty nester. And so my kids are in Utah, we are out here and he doesn't want me to help him at the dealership build something great. And now what's going to be my role here. Right. So I just, I got into a weird space. So I got on an antidepressant because I was in a fog. I was crying. all. I'd be at the gym working out and immediately just start crying. That's crazy. Usually it's like the whole endorphins, but I would think of something or I would be creating content while I'm doing cardio and not creating content, but editing content. And then I would just start bawling. And I'm like, this is really a bad space to be in. Right. Um, I'm not big on getting on stuff like that, but I felt like for me to move forward, I really needed to do something. Of course, yeah. Are you still on that? 
No, I actually weaned myself off just this summer. Wow. Okay. To, um, Andy Elliott's um, a, a training. And after that, I felt like, I know I've got another edge to me. Mm-hmm. You know, what if this medicine is holding me back and, and making me feel like, oh, it's okay. Like, right. I know I need to do these things, but uh, it's okay. You know, because mm-hmm. it keeps you in this like every, content, happy place. But sometimes we need to have like a little more edge, a right. little more um, just like unstoppable attitude, you know? And do you feel like that helped ever since you went off of it? It not initially. Gotcha. Initially, it's been a process of because I was still so sad. So I've been in Utah. I just got back to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Husband's now in New Jersey. But over time, like my husband would leave me during that time when she, my my um my daughter would come out. They would be coming down the stairs with the suitcases and. I'm like, where are you guys going? And they said, oh, we're going to D.C. We're going to go watch the, the Nationals game. And without even communicating with you, no communication. What the heck? And I would get, I would sit there in my brain going, kidding me. Yeah. That is mind-blowing. Like, how does he sleep? Like, how do you treat someone like this? Like, I have put some, if you knew, like if you saw our entire story, like I have friends that have followed us in the automotive industry for years and they're like, Tina, you are the one that helped build a brand for you guys mm-hmm. because we were like, like we were the OVs, you know, everyone right. knew us as the OVs. We were building a brand. I was working in the dealership in Wyoming. I was working in the dealership and interviewing all the people. I was part of the chamber. I was doing all of these things. So if you saw the whole process, then to get to this point, this was a huge opportunity to get to Virginia and then to see how I was being treated. It blew my mind. So I loved major. Well, I was kind of starting to feel resentment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was, of course, I'm holding it back because I don't want to ruffle feathers, you know. But inside, I'm like, Right. What is this? That's and I, I was just peace. I was, I was very peaceful. Um, I feel like, and I kind of started getting a chip on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Andy announced that they were going to have Andy Elliott. He announced they were going to have this training. And I said to Michael, I need to go to Arizona for this. And then mm-hmm. Chelsea's going to have her baby in September. Then I'm going to stay in Utah for a little bit. And, visit family and all of that right so i really only had my clothes and a few other things wow the computer i brought my podcast stuff but i really didn't have a whole lot my life was still here yeah with the exception of my kids but my kids are busy you know i didn't even get to see my son wow that's crazy like every time i tried to work no we did go to lunch one day but um boys are kind of funny so I feel yeah. literally, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's been an interesting, um, I'm trying not to smile too big. Cause like my lipstick is still drying. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> It'll stick on my teeth. Like you're fine. <laughs> uh, so 
you know, Jordan, it's this whole separation thing sucks. I, I, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, a couple of times he has said, no, I'm done, you know, and I, I, this is a time when he said, I feel like I have to be a dick to you for you to get it through your head. Cause every time I'm nice to you, you think it's something else. And it's not like, I don't think I can get someone else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because we all know you can. And for him, when I, you know, <laughs> right. I, him, I was, right. I wasn't looking for him because I was married, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying I met him. Well, right. Was, <laughs> we meet lots of people, right? Yes. Thing. Absolutely. So in so, conclusion, I have a question re- really quick. Whenever you had mentioned, you know, that you feel like he has some like trauma issues that affect really everything you guys him personally his work and whatnot because there's a lot of ladies that listen to this and they're going through the same exact thing with that do you how do you feel like that like because I've heard people say before that like if you have a pebble in your shoe if you don't address that issue eventually it's going to be just like an open wound if that makes sense it's going to cut open like the whole bottom of your foot and but so many of these men they don't want to address the issue the root issue it's ego. It's their mother effing ego. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way to put it. Like one thousand percent. And you know what he said to me before I left? What? I should have dropped my ego so long ago. He knows it deep down. Then what? why? Like that's what I don't understand. Yeah, and you know. I should, in my brain, I should just be like, if you can't figure this shit out, then this is how I think, though. I think like this. I know his baggage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's he's 50. He could be going through some kind of midlife crisis. I, I don't know that I want to deal with someone else's baggage. I already know. Not your responsibility to, honestly. Well, yeah, you're right. Some, something that's hard to accept, but it's really not. And so many men, they, they don't want to take responsibility. They try and put it on us. And it's not fair to you. It's not fair to me. It's yeah. really not. I heard that the other day. I was listening to a podcast, and that's what the guy was saying. It was actually a man who said that because he was just like, that. I don't care. He, he was just like, it's not. That's his responsibility is what he was saying. I almost fell over because a man actually said that. <laughs> so what do you do as a wife or a spouse or a girlfriend how do you so that's kind of what i was doing i was like here's a little episode you know he's like not dealing with his shit and mm-hmm. we're just gonna let him work through it right and i actually called my mentor she's a friend yeah. and she's been a mentor in the past i called her when some stuff was going on and I had it stuff had been already going on for a while. And I finally, cause she knows him too. And I didn't want to bring other people into it, but I finally right. reached out to her. I said, I don't know what to do. How long do I stay here before I maybe just go back to Utah? Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that would be my answer, which it wasn't. Right. How long do I stay here? And she goes, Tina, no, don't leave. Mm-hmm. She asked me to read this book called, how to save your marriage in 40 days. And I started to do part of it. I did one of the steps that they ask you to do. Mm-hmm. And I swear to you, because of where we were in our marriage, I think he was like, 
<laughs> like laughed at it. Yeah. Basically write them a letter reinstating your vows. Oh, wow. Okay. What a marriage means to you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you write this out and you physically mail that to them. You don't hand it to them. So I wow. mailed it to his work and he never said anything about it. But I bet when he got it, he laughed inside. I don't know. He, yeah. He, the guys and their hard ass attitudes. Um, but in the end, what that does to them, in the end, they will be so sad and lonely. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to wake up one day and realize what walked away. It's and it's I feel like so many women, they see the potential in these men and we wait around. We waste our time literally waiting for these men to give us something that they don't even freaking have. Mm -hmm. And it sucks, dude. It freaking sucks, especially whenever you're the one that's really trying to make things work. And a marriage, a relationship takes two people, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's not fair, but. Do you have any any words of advice to these women listening today to uh, wrap up this episode here that you yeah. would say going through the same exact thing that you're going through? So if you are, I don't know where you are in your journey, but I will tell you from my own experience and from this journey, you're going to, don't feel bad because I felt, I was feeling bad. Don't feel bad if you feel like you're sucking wind, like you are struggling to to get to do great at work you're struggling to you have to go through that feeling of feeling it and then you slowly doing the right activities work out eat right do things that are positive just focus on you i have this thing called the turnip project and it's all about showing up in a new way showing up in a way that people look at you and go what just happened like you just went and some incubator came out. No, dude. <laughs> no, I love that. That's what I'm about. So show up in a new way, no matter what, you know, so feel the stuff, feel all the, uh, look at, be real about how you can get better. We have to get to a point where we don't even concern ourselves with where they're at. We just focus on being great and, and putting out great vibes in the world. And one day, if you want to get back with your spouse, they're going to do the same thing. You are going to light a fire under their ass and you <laughs> are going to, they're going to say, holy shit, like she's got it going out. Exactly. They're going to see you in a new light. Mm-hmm. And, um, but you kind of have to go through all of it, like feel it, you know, every no, time. there's no t- time frame that you, it's going to be. You know, I was in, I was away from Virginia for seven years and I'm telling you, like, it was, it was probably just two to three weeks just before I got here that I finally started feeling different. Wow. A new sense of um, who I am. I love that. Leaning back into who I truly am as a person without, even if it's without him Mm -hmm. and knowing I deserve greatness. And Absolutely. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter if he's with me or not. Um, we so with your your turnout project, is that like a coaching thing that we could like drop a link below this episode for people to reach out to you? It's it's not. I haven't done anything like that yet. Um, okay. I would like to. I'm le- leaning to go that way. Awesome. But 
um, I do have a Facebook page and I did make it private because I thought eventually I want to get there. Like people need to, um, I don't want to tell, you got to be in that group if you want to know what we're doing. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Well, I guess we could drop your, your Instagram link below if anyone wants to connect with you. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. All right. I'm so glad that's to fun. be on here with you and you absolutely are a treat to watch and I always Thank call you. I always call her to get information, you know. Her <laughs> tech girl, so absolutely reach out to me anytime with your um, marketing questions and whatnot. So thank you so much for being on the show. We'll definitely have you back in the upcoming future. <laughs> thank you, Jordan. All right, see ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Her Voice Matters with Jordan Murphy. Our mission with each episode is to help resilient individuals rebuild their lives, regain their confidence, and overcome obstacles that may be holding them back. To make sure you don't miss an episode, remember to like and subscribe this podcast. And as always, if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse or trauma, please seek professional help and support. See you next time on Her Voice Matters.